The world of Minecraft is populated with many strange creatures. Phantoms haunt the night skies. Red and brown mushrooms reside on faraway islands, and striders graze the lava fields of the Nether. Many of these mobs spawn naturally in their environments, but there are some mobs that seem to have been created by man rather than forces of nature. So, let us try to learn more about these artificial mobs on this episode of the Ender Library Podcast. Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Ender Library Podcast. My name is Shadow, your host and head librarian on the show. I hope that everybody out there that is listening is having an absolutely wonderful day, morning, afternoon, evening, or night, right? So, a couple of things to touch up on before we get into today's episode. First of all, due to the amount of theories that I've been receiving from you guys, am I, starting, I might start putting out episodes every Thursday instead of every two weeks. That is the small announcement, so after this episode, expect the next episode to come out next week instead of the week afterwards, right? Anyways, but that was the small announcement. And now, I have a new listener challenge for all of you listeners out there. In the world of Minecraft, there are many spawn eggs. Choose one of these spawn eggs and come up with a theory of how you can find this egg, craft this egg, or something along that line. Say you choose a cow egg and you come up with a theory that cows in Minecraft actually lay eggs on top of high mountains. Something like that, alright? However, you are not allowed to choose the chicken egg or the dragon egg for obvious reasons. Right? Now, how are you going to do the submissions? If you're on the Discord server, which will be linked in the show notes of this episode, you can post your answer in the community submissions channel. And otherwise, if you are not on the Discord server, you can send me your submissions through to my Gmail which is enderlibraryhost at gmail.com, which will also be linked in the show notes below. Just tell the email submission so that I know that the email is for the listener challenge and it's not just a random theory one, right? And also, do not forget to join a team for the challenge, because the team with the highest scoring submission will get a full team shoutout. The teams are as follows. Overworlders, Tavern Creepers, Ocean Walkers, Nether Dwellers, Enderfolk, and Void Sailors. You can join those teams either on the Discord server, or you can mention which team you want to be on in your email. Now, without further ado, let us enter the listener discussion segment. Okie dokie. So, for today's listener discussion segment, I'm going to be reading a Discord comment from Modmans. And this is what Modman says. I have a theory. What if the Shulkers are some sort of golem made by the same people who made the end cities? And maybe the people who also built the cities could have also built the ocean monument and everything in there. Anyways, thank you Modmans for that little suggestion on the Discord server. Now, let's talk about this for a quick little second. Today's episode, if you probably couldn't tell from the title, is inspired from the first part of Modmans' message. If Shulkers are some sort of a golem. I read this, and at first didn't really think much about about it. Maybe it could be an idea for a mod of some sort that people could come up with. But then I thought about it a bit more. There are two more golems in Minecraft: the Iron Golem and the Snow Golem. What if there are more artificial mobs in Minecraft? And what do I mean by artificial mobs? Well, I'll discuss that in the main discussion of this episode. But this got me thinking: if there are artificial mobs in Minecraft, 
Do they exist in other worlds as well? How did this go goes along? Could the Shulker be, in fact, a robot or an automaton instead of a naturally spawning block, block mob? But I can't say anything else. You'll just have to continue listening to the episode. So, once again, thank you, Modmans, for this comment. And now then, let's go ahead and join Kirithul again in the Ender Library. Kirithul was impressed by what the Void Sailors had come up with. Their answers, he decided, were the best ones that he had, could, he had seen. So, therefore, it seems that the Void Sailors had won that competition. He decided to leave the community board for now, but, he decided, before, but before he left, he decided to leave a little question. If a mob could hatch of it out of an egg, which mob is it, and where does it come from? There's something along those lines he couldn't really remember. He just crashed up a random question and was interested to see what people will come up with. And he decided to walk away and headed back towards the mob section of the library. He overheard a talk about the overworlders talking about mobs. Four more people had also entered the mob section in search for information. There were also a couple of people discussing a strange old Minecraft tale which was never said the true name, but was called MCSM. Eh, he didn't really care. He'll talk about it later. Also, it turns out that the Cavern Creepers had now elected an emperor, and tree. At least that's what he believed, so. He had stopped for a little while just to listen in on what was going on. And yep, it turns out that Entree has in fact become the emperor of the Cavern Creepers. So, that was another interesting thing that happened. But he decided to continue on into the mob section. He came upon a big book that looked about the size of an atlas. He pulled it off the shelf and gasped. It was heavy, it probably weighed about as much as a block of iron. Maybe less, he was exaggerating, but it was a heavy book nonetheless. He sat down on the floor and opened it up. On the first page, there was a cross section of a creeper showed a block of TNT inside of him, coming up with a fuse running all the way up to the skull. This intrigued Kirithel. Maybe there were some mobs in Minecraft that were built by people instead of just randomly coming across them in the habitat. He would see people building these mobs, or maybe these mobs were built. And so, Kirithel, intrigued, sat down and started slowly turning the pages, examining the cross-section after cross-section, curious to find out more about these strange artificial mobs. Now then, before we continue into the main discussion, I do have to say that I apologize for not uploading this episode yesterday on Thursday. This was happened because I had multiple technical issues uploading my audio files to, my, to the Anchor platform, and eventually I lost some of the audio files and I had to reclaim them. And this is why this episode sounds a little bit jumbled and mixed up, so I apologize for that. But don't worry, everything is fixed now, and the episode should be coming out perfectly fine. Now that that is covered, let's move on to the main discussion. As I mentioned earlier in the story segment and the listener discussion section, we're, today I'm going to be talking about artificial mobs in Minecraft. Now first of all, what do I mean by artificial mobs? I consider artificial mobs to be mobs that don't naturally occur in their in the habitat or the environment of the world of Minecraft. 
These include, say, for example, cows, sheep, pigs, mushrooms as well. Mushrooms, striders, piglins, all of that stuff. Now, I'm not going to cover piglins and gas and things like that, as well as the undead, because I feel like they are natural to their environments, even though they are the undead. However, I am going to cover seven, seven mobs that I do consider artificial in this episode. I'm going to cover the Ender Dragon, the Iron Golem, the Snow Golem, the Wither, the Creepers, the Guardians and Elder Guardians, and the Shulkers. Now then, let's get started, shall we? First of all, the Ender Dragon. Now, at the very beginning of this podcast, I already talked about the Ender Dragon, and I have like an hour-ish long episode on the Ender Dragon on this podcast, so you can scroll down and find it there. But to summarize it, I propose that the Ender Dragon is a machine due to the way it interacts with many blocks in the real world, and in the end, the fact that its head is firstly almost indestructible, the way that it disintegrates after the player defeats it, and also, most importantly, the fact that it seems to be powered by 10 obsidian and ender crystal batteries. And if you want to listen more of that, you can find that in another episode, since it'll take me way too long to cover everything on the Ender Dragon. Now, let's move on to the Iron Golem. The Iron Golem is probably one of the biggest pieces of artificial mobs in Minecraft, and for a couple of reasons. First reason is because that, and I guess the most obvious one is that, you in fact build the Iron Golem out of four blocks of iron in one jack-o'-lantern. You'll know that. And also, MatPat made a video on villagers on Game Theory. I will link this video, of course, in the show notes below. But he does mention how the how Mojang got the idea to create the Iron Golem and was inspired by the robots from Hayao Miyazaki's film Castle in the Sky. And if you watch that film, it's an animation, but if you watch it, you will be able to recognize the little subtle details from the long arms to the red eye and even to the act of giving a flower. Now, what I think is different is that I think that the Iron Golem could very much be one of the most advanced technologies in the world of Minecraft, but not because you can create an artificial mob, but because I think it is a possible piece of evidence of artificial intelligence in the world of Minecraft. Why? Well, think about this. Let's think about back in time into the time of the ancient builders. The ancient builders decided to create something that would protect their villages and, I don't know, their villages, their houses, their towers, something along those lines. They decided to create guardians. Not guardians, the mob, but protectors or guards. And so they created a giant shell made out of iron. One of the most, well, crap, what's the word? One of the most strongest, strongest ores in land time, but it was also pretty common. So they created these giant shells that represented villagers, or themselves maybe. We don't know what ancient villagers look like, but let's assume that they made it to represent themselves, but it was taller than them, had long arms that could deal a lot of damage. So they had that. Now, they just needed one way to power it. And one of the things that I would think is technologically advanced technologically advanced element in the world of Minecraft is redstone. And this could possibly be the proof of why iron golems have red eyes, is because there is redstone powering them. And that's what the ancient builders did. They powered these iron shells with redstones, creating iron golems. 
but at the time they were merely robots. They were assumed to those in the castle in the sky. They lumbered around and defeated mobs. And as time went on, some great calamity happened that wiped out the ancient builders, and maybe the villagers survived, or something along that line. We don't know what happened. But maybe during that time, the iron golems decayed. They, they fell deep underground and began to rust. And then, all of a sudden, there is this natural essence. Because if you look at an iron golem, you will see sometimes vines going through the cracks there. Also, I think the essence of life seeped through the roots of flowers and trees into the iron golems, bringing new life to them. Now, what is interesting now is that what happened is there was a clash of life or powers of sort. The mechanical power of redstone and the natural essence of life clashed together, creating a strange relationship. The iron golem came back to life, except it was... I guess you could call it sentient, or is able to understand things better. It is still a machine. It is still doing the things that it's designed, protecting the villagers from mobs and zombies. However, it's starting to learn. Because, as you can see, you can see that it cares for the villagers. It does not. It sees them maybe as their family, or something that is precious to it. And whoever harms a villager, be it another villager or a mob, the Iron Golem will attack that perpetrator until they are dead. It also has a connection to the village, protecting it from zombie hordes until it dies, which is a bit sad, but it's also kind of adorable if you think about it. But not only that, it is also observing villager culture. And from observing villager culture, it decides to try and fit into villager society. That's why it takes red flowers and holds them out to villager children and other villagers to try and show, try and do this simple task of giving a little gift, and they see that villagers appreciate gifts like flowers, so it's trying to connect that way. So I think that iron golems are artificial knowledge because we can build them, and also are, I guess, technologically advanced beings, but they're in fact probably the biggest pieces of artificial intelligence in the game, and they are trying to learn from one and another to try and become alive instead of just robotic. Anyways, next on the list is the Snow Golem. Now, I don't... I, I didn't... I had... I can't English. I had trouble considering what, where to put the Snow Golem, and for a couple of reasons. First of all, the Snow Golem is made out of all natural things, besides the jack-o'-lantern, which you have to cut with shears in order to get the shape. However, it's made out of a pumpkin. I mean, if you have the Iron Golem, it's made out of iron, which you have to find, mine, smelt, and combine into an iron block. However, with iron, with snow golems, all of it is natural. The snow is natural, and the pumpkin is natural. In fact, I do not remember the number of the seed. However, there is a seed in Minecraft that has a naturally spawning, spawning snow golem due to the world generation. But I think the reason I'm going to classify the snow golem as an artificial mob is that, with the exception of that particular seed, the mob shouldn't really exist, but it does exist due to the fact of interference with us as players or the Enderman as an occasion, as it says in the Minecraft wiki. Now, I what I think is a curious connection there is that both snow golems and iron golems come to life with a jack-o'-lantern. It's a jack-o'-lantern that does the job. It's not the iron, it's not the snow that does the job. There's something about pumpkins, or maybe jack-o'-lanterns, that has the power 
to bring these inanimate stacks of blocks to life. Now, how connected is this? I'm not sure. What do I think is happening? Pumpkins, let's see, I do not know the full and complete lore and mythology behind pumpkins. I didn't do research on that, unfortunately. However, with pumpkins, you we can reference probably, I guess, one of the most famous stories, Cinderella, for example, where the fairy godmother turns a pumpkin into a carriage. Now, we see that as magical and stuff like that, but I think something similar is happening with us interacting with the pumpkin. We don't know who we as players are. We could be descended from ancient builders, we could be gods, we could be demigods, we could be some strange alien species that came from the stars. We don't know who we are. But, I feel like what we could probably assume is that we, as beings in the Minecraft world, have some type of magical power. Or a life essence of sorts, but we take this natural thing as a pumpkin. We take a man-made thing such as shears, and we combine it together to create something new, and when you carve this jack-o'-lantern in Minecraft, it gives a face, two eyes, and mouth, nice and simple. However, what I think happens is that we give this normal square pumpkin a bit of a soul or life. What do I mean by that? Well, it gives it, it makes it feel a little bit more alive. Let's say you look at a book, just a random plain book, red cover, blank pages. You don't think anything of, about it? It's a book. But imagine that the book had eyes and a smile. You would, like a vaguely realistic smile and eyes. You would start to imagine that might be that book might be more sentient. Of course, it would be terrifying to have a book that had real-life eyes and a mouth, and if it talked, no, 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 thank you. I did not want to dream about this tonight. But it's a similar thing with this jack-o'-lantern. And what I think happens is that us as players, us as these magical beings, we have induced some of our, I guess, some of our power that allows us to create these new things into this jack-o'-lantern, since we interacted with it. And then when we put it onto either this T of iron blocks or in this stack of snow blocks, we create this new mob, or create a imitation of life. It's not really life itself, nor is it a just a hunk of blocks walking around. It's a real living thing. But then again, it's not quite exactly, if you can understand what I'm saying. Because I feel like it's also one of the biggest mysteries in Minecraft about having power over life and death. There's nothing really that we can do. In, it's a, I guess it's a big mystery of Minecraft, of, or like a goal of trying to accomplish power over life and death. Because it's difficult to say whether you have control over life and death in survival. You might have control over life and death, death in creative with the use of spawn eggs, remember the listener challenge, and maybe also special commands. However, in that, in that situation, practically a god. You can do anything and nobody's going to do anything about it. So, as of now, we don't know what that is. Anyways, the third mob on my list is the Wither. Now, the Wither is an artificial mob for a completely different reason than the other previous three. The Wither is a mob that was never meant to be in Minecraft. Not from a gameplay or update perspective, but from the lore perspective. When looking at practically all of the other mobs in Minecraft, they kind of fit into the world. Maybe you can't say that striders fit into the overworld, or, I don't know, creepers fit into the end well, 
but wherever the mob is, they fit in with that world. For example, pegs and creepers, they fit in perfectly fine with in the in the overworld, ghasts and blazes, they all fit nicely into the nether and the ender dragon and enderman and shulkers, they all fit nicely in the end. But the weather is something like a mismatch of body parts, similar to like the classic Frankenstein idea. Just mismatch of things just tossed in and created this jumble of thoughts and feelings and bits and pieces that just don't go together in a horrendous way. Now, oh, it looks like, oh, sorry if you guys hear some water running, but remember, in a previous episode on this podcast, I talked about the soul of valleys in the nether, how the, the, soul, the souls in the sand are compacted together and are made up of different souls and life essences of various creatures from all around the Minecraft universe. These were maybe pigs, ancient builders, creepers, I don't know, cows, pigmen, all of that just jumbled in together into just one cube area. Now, maybe the wither was created by ancient builders, or it's created by us as an experiment of sorts, but you can see where this is going. You have four blocks of soul sand. And since it's sand, let's assume that it's extremely compact into these blocks that we cut out from the landscape. These compacted blocks of soul sand are not full of this strange corrupted soil, but they're also cramp they're they're practically packed full of various souls. It's not just souls of one specific thing as such as cows. It's a mixture of all of these things pulled from all over the Minecraft universe and meshed into one condensed block. And now you have four of these blocks in the T-shape similar to that of an iron golem spawn. All very bit confusing. You just jumbled up all of these souls into one. Now the next the other thing that you need to create a wither is three wither skeleton skulls. Now, I haven't covered wither skeletons on this podcast yet. However, I am going to say that when looking at a wither skeleton, it's taller, it's stronger than normal skeletons. So, and they also appear only in the nether. So, you could safely assume that wither skeletons are some corrupt, mutated form of skeletons. That's what I feel like goes also well with this theory. That if you take a wither skeleton's head, it is a corrupted skull. It has been torn apart or mutilated by the nether disease, also from the diseases and soul valleys uh, episode in this podcast. It's been mutilated and changed to be more dangerous, more evil, more corrupt, and something like that. And then you combine not one, not two, but you put all three of them on top of this tea of soul sand. And this spawns in the wither. As you remember with Iron Golem and Snow Golem, you put a jack-o'-lantern on top of them to spawn them in. Just one. Just one head. I don't know if you call it a head. Just one. Yeah, you can call it a head. Just one head or just one jack-o'-lantern brought them to life. But we got greedy. And we decided to put three powerful corrupted skulls on top of a tee of, of compact souls. This is not going to go well in any way that you would think about it. This jumble of souls, placed in a position to create something powerful already, combined with three corrupt heads, flows in together as a mismatch, and starts jumbling together. There's no way that it can all fit. Maybe an ancient builder soul connects with a skull soul, but there's way too many souls in this soul stand that would fit into those three heads, and it's just a jumble, and in the end, the life essence explodes, creating this strange, hideous being. 
It's something that you will not find anywhere even remotely close in the world of Minecraft. It is practically a floating ribcage, backbone, maybe collarbone with some arms, and three skulls situated on the neck and on the shoulders. But not only that, it floats around, it can deal humongous damage, it destroys landscape with projectiles resembling heads. It's hideous. And if you kill it, it drops its core, or maybe the one pure thing about this mob, the Nether Star, which I think is probably the the compacted souls that are left there. These souls compacted together into one small, I guess, object of sorts, creating the Nether Star. And whenever you put the Nether Star into a beacon, it releases the souls up into whatever possible heaven dimension that there is, and that's what happens there. But anyways, the Wither's an artificial mob because we created a mob that should never have existed in the world in the first place. Now, artificial mob number five, Creeper. This one's up to debate as well, as we all know how, we all know the story of the Creeper to, from the pig to Creeper, how there was, there is a problem with designing the pig and suddenly became a Creeper, and that's how the Creeper came to be. We're, not go we're going to ignore that evolution because I'm gonna talk about it some other time. Well, let's think about this as a Creeper, because you have most likely seen a cross-section of a creeper, be it on a t-shirt, book, poster, little miniature figure, or something like that, but you will have seen a cross-section of a creeper. And, I'd like you to, and I would like to bring your attention to what is inside of the creeper. A single TNT block. Now tell me, if you've ever traveled in the world of Minecraft, you will not find a naturally spawning TNT block. And yes, I already see you guys already saying, well, what about the desert temple? No, it's not naturally spawned because whoever constructed these desert temples deliberately created this trap. TNT can, doesn't spawn naturally. It doesn't grow on trees. It doesn't spawn like ores underground. It doesn't fly around in the sky waiting to be shot down. You have to create it out of sand and gunpowder. Now... If you think about it, I had a little theory that creepers were in fact designed to be military weapons for the ancient builders. They were mass produced by the ancient builders. They would create the, the ancient builders would create TNT, then place them into these remote controlled and maybe programmed beings on four legs that would scull around similar to spiders. They had a low center of gravity. This allowed them to stay low to the ground and not topple over easily. And in their head, their brain was programmed that whenever they see a being that is like an ancient builder, it is to charge towards that towards that being, and then begin the detonation sequence. Pretty simple device if you think about it, but it's would be pretty effective. I mean, plenty of people out there have died to creepers. Now, if you think about this, if we continue on to assume that maybe creepers turn on the ancient builders. The ancient builders might have been damaged or wiped out by this. Now, the only big problem that I see with this theory is that, at least from what I'm aware, gunpowder does not spawn naturally, you can't mine it, you have to harvest it from creepers. There is a possible solution to this, saying that maybe the once upon a time were gunpowder reserves throughout the world of Minecraft. However, at least from what I know, Creepers are the only source of gunpowder, so that's the problem with that theory. The sixth item on the list is Guardians. Now, 
I'm not really going to cover Guardians that much because there's a video that MatPat released on Game Theory Channel that talked about Guardians, and he and whenever I tried to do research and I came across some of my answers, MatPat already got those answers in his video. So I'm go I am going to link the Guardians video as well as the Iron Golem video in the show notes below. So shout out to MatPat, but this points that I was able to come up with are similar to that of MatPat. First of all, Guardians do not die outside of water, unlike other fish, and they resemble fish in some sort of manner, but they don't die. They're designed, essentially, to be, to survive in and out of water. That's the first part. Second of all, is probably another piece of extremely advanced technology in the world of Minecraft. But not only that, it is impossible for us to recreate this type of technology. Guardians can shoot a laser beam out of their eye. We don't know exactly what this laser beam is. Could be magic, could be some type of form of advanced technology, such as sonic waves, as you might see in sci-fi. But that's another thing. And then MatPat in his video also pointed out that Guardians could, in fact, see you in invis invisibility and proposed that this can be done through heat vision. Now, I was intrigued by that, and I looked at a couple ideas, some of the basic ones, and the two best ideas that I could come up with is that Guardians can either see you through heat vision, such as MatPat said, which could also correlate with their laser eye, or they can hear you through um, echolocation. They can't smell you, they can't hear you. Ah, there's my point that echolocation doesn't work. So yeah, they most likely have to see you through heat vision. So I can't really say much on Guardians. You can find all that information in MatPat's video, which will be linked in the show notes below. And finally, from Modman's suggestion, as you heard in, listener, in the listener discussion segment, shulkers. Shulkers are also interesting to talk about. However, I do have to say this. Actually, let's cover a couple things at a time. First of all, let's cover the camouflage. Shulkers are, camouflage, are, are similar in shape and coloration to that of purple blocks in the end cities. Now, at least I can't think of from the top of my head, there are a couple of Minecraft mobs that have some form of camouflage. You can think about the mushrooms, the husks, the creepers, if you think about cacti, but maybe the endermen with a void. However, none of these really work together. They all seem to have naturally come across this, and it's not really camouflage. But also think about the glare. But since we never got the glare in the world of Minecraft, we have no clue what's going to happen with that. Now, let's just... Now, I'm going to propose this. What if shulkers were designed by those who built the end cities, the ancient builders, as devices not only to protect, but to be used? I guess as, like, utilities of sorts. First of all, they designed shulkers as a protective means. Not only did they camouflage them inside their end cities, so that whenever, a say, an intruder walks into the end cities, they have no idea what's lying in wait for them. That's the first part. Second... If you go to the Minecraft Wiki shulker page, which I will also link in the show notes below, you will read that a shulker fires a shulker bullet. Not a projectile, not a ball, not a stone, a shulker bullet. Which I find pretty interesting. We can't craft bullets in Minecraft unless there's certain mods, I can't name any from the top of my head. However, it fires a bullet. Which I find pretty interesting. Not only that, not only that but this bullet has a some sort of tracking system. It might be a heat signature, it might be something like that, but it has a tracking system that tracks you. And eventually it does, I guess it eventually does dissipate or break if you block it with a shield, but if it hits you, 
It's similar to that of a splash potion of levitation. You start to you just start to levitate above, which can be particularly dangerous in the NSA circumstances. Now, splash potion splash potion technology, if you can call it, is not that all uncommon. We can craft splash potions as well as witches. If you encounter a witch, you know they toss splash potions all the time. Now, not only that, but but also shulkers are immune of sorts to potions of splash potions of invisibility. Because if you splash a shulker with a potion of invisibility, the shell will disappear. But the shulker, I guess, the shulker mob inside of the shell will still be visible. So I feel like, and at least from what I know, there is no mob in the world of Minecraft that has a good enough defense system. The wither has a defense system that once lowered, I think, to like half health, you have to start delivering melee attacks. And the Ender Dragon sometimes is also invis invis invincible to ranged attacks once it is uh, perching. However, Shulker has one of the, probably the greatest systems of defense because it has a shell that surrounds it completely, has the control to open and close the shell on command. Now, and also there is the application of using Shulker shells to create Shulker boxes, which can be used for transportation. Well, no, for transporting items. But also, remember this. If we can carry shulker boxes, we can assume that ancient builders, when they first created shulkers, they maybe could carry shulkers in their inventories just like we can carry shulker boxes. So they could not only use shulkers as a method of protecting their bases, they could also use them as a form of weapon, as a levitation weapon, and also they can use them as transportation. Put it down, get hit by a shulker bullet, float across a small void, and land on the next island. But anyways, that's all I have for the artificial mobs in Minecraft, so let's quickly go over them one more time. First of all, we have the Ender Dragon. You can listen, you can listen to an earlier episode of this podcast in order to find out more, but the biggest reason is due to the obsidian batteries that constantly charge this mob. The Iron Golem, there's proof that you can build it, and there is possible proof that this could be an artificially intelligent entity in the world of Minecraft. A Snow Golem, it has to be constructed from natural items in the game, and has some sort of sentiency in the game. Withers, an artificial mob that was never supposed to be created. It is created entirely by us, and in the end, we created artificially with with pieces and brick and pieces and stuff like that that just don't go together. But we force them to go together, creating this strange monstrosity. The creepers are created were created as a remotely controlled weapon to use against their opponents, and in the end, turn upon each other charged with a TNT block inside of it, ready to destroy any enemy that comes in their sight. Guardians have been designed specifically to be resistant to not die in air, have some of the most advanced technology in the world of Minecraft, consisting of laser, heat vision, and pretty strong armor. And finally, Shulkers were designed to be transportable, as well as being one of the most camouflaged and protected mobs in Minecraft, as well as probably some of the most useful in the end city environment. And I guess now that is it for the main discussion segment. So thank you for listening so far and let's move on to the outro. But anyways, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Ender Library Podcast. Once again, I sincerely apologize for putting out this episode a day late Fortunately, the technical issues have been resolved, and you can expect the next episode to come out next week on Thursday, and 
on time, I hope. As always, don't forget to do the listener's challenge, which is choose a spawn egg and come up with a theoretic explanation of how it will fit into the world of Minecraft. It will be judged next Thursday. So get your submissions in either through my email, which will be linked in the show notes below, or the Discord, also in the show notes below, by February... Oh, what is it? Let's see. Mm-hmm. By February 23rd, Wednesday. So I'll have time to review them and give them scores. And don't forget to join a team. So you can listen to the Listen Challenge section there. Also, once again, a shout-out to Modmans on the Ender Library Discord server for coming up with the idea and... I guess we're coming up with a question on shulkers. But anyways, that'll be it for today. So keep your eyes on the shelves, keep reading the pages, and I will see you next Thursday, or I will see you then.